0: Well, good morning, everyone. Let's get started. Today is Daf Yud Beis number 12. And yesterday was Daf Yud Aleph. We're going to do a review of yesterday's Daf. We are learning the Lihili Nishmas from Abashmol Shimon, Mary Nisham Abinaliyah, and to Daniel Benet Baruch Ben Yud Aleib Amen. And this is Nisham also Abinaliyah. Okay so we started off uh, yesterday on Davyur talking about um, Rav Nachman who says that we passkin like the Chachamim which is basically that there is no minimum uh, there is no there is no minimum shear, no minimum amount uh, for the value of the sheep That you redeem your donkey on to. okay? So it doesn't uh, it doesn't go to a minimum. So that's uh, and the question is, okay? So there's no minimum. So what's the minimum? Okay, which is a funny question, but that we understand that or we assume that uh, it's not zero dollars in value, right? It has to have some value the sheep. So what does that mean, even any amount? So uh, Rav Yosef says even if it's a patruza. Bar Danka, which means it's a very sickly sheep, ja, a weak, which is uh, uh, very small, and uh, it's worth a Danka. A Danka is a, uh, Rashi explains, a Danka is a Ma'a, which is a, a Danka, right? A Danka for a donkey, right? <laughs> right, give a Danka, you get a donkey, right? <laughs> that Makes be, sense. He made it, huh? No, it's a, a donkey's a coin, it's a ma'ah, which is a sixth of a dinar of a single dinar. dinar is well, one zuz, yeah. The of chamor. The can be The Peter Hamor is only a male. Only the, the one. sheep. The sheep doesn't matter. but but the zahore when they are I'm sorry for the ignorance. Zahor. Donkeys are they have it. Sorry Of course. Yes. that's who they were, yeah, yeah. Exactly. I'm sorry, what that I mean. Uh, okay. The buru, the buru. <laughs> <laughs> buru, okay. Buru. All right. Anyway, so rubber says, in so fact, have we have a Mishnah. I mean, you know, it's not, it should be no surprise that it could be any value because it says Godol V'katon. A large sheep or a small sheep, doesn't matter. And didn't give us a minimum of the how small, so even the smallest you could find. So the G'more says, why isn't this whole halacha obvious? The answer is that it's not necessarily obvious. Maybe say coolly high, low, maybe not that sheep. Or maybe a petrusa is not good enough. Maybe you can't uh, use a weak sheep, uh, one that's extra thin. It has to be at least normal size. Anyway, th- that's what the Kiddush is that indeed any value. Now, Rabbi Yudan himself happened to have had a petrachamar in his flock. He sent it to Tarfon, and he said, tell me what, how much do I need to redeem it onto? What value sheep? this you know huge range, so he says. Look, um, the amount you have to give the coin. If you're a generous type, then a sellah worth. Okay, if you're a stingy type, then a shekel. If you're middle, then a ragio, which is in between. So and Rabbi says that loch is a ragio, the middle amount is how much, which is three zuz. Now, yeah. three zuz is a lot more. Then right, what is that? That's eighteen times, right? We said a ma is a sixth of a dinar. A dinar is one zos, um, right? So three zos. We're talking about um, an eighteenth, one eighteenth. All right, so uh, eighteen times as much, um, and that's how much you have to give. So. Um, Right? It's like a smack in the middle. It's in between. So isn't it a, a, a kasha and halacha and halacha? So the says, no, it's not a, not a sirah. There's two halachas. There's the halacha for people who ask the rabbi and then the halacha for people who don't ask the rabbi. So if you have a... And it's much cheaper when you don't ask the rabbi. Ask After all, you have to include the salary. I'm kidding. That's nothing to do with it. But, uh, <laughs> you know, um, it's, it's like when it's you... Coin, so. It's like when you purchase a ticket from, with customer service. Or are you going buying online. You know, it's different prices. Okay. Anyway, I'm kidding. That's not the logic. The logic is basically is that when you ask, that means you're trying to do it in the most ideal way possible. So the ideal way is to do standard three, three zoos. When you don't ask, so then you're getting away with a bare minimum. What is the bare minimum that you can get away with and still be legal and illegal and valid? That's any amount. So that's the answer. Um Rabbi Yitzchak says in the name Rish Lakish, if you have a petach amar, but you don't have a sheep to transfer it onto, and you need a sheep, so what else do you do? So he says the only way to do it is redeem it to its true value. Whose opinion is this? So first we thought that if it's Rabbi Yudah, I thought that Rabbi Yudah holds that you are on a sheep, so it must be that it's going like Rabbi Shimon. That's what, and that's the source. Rav said this over, and Ravina says first of all. Can't be that this halacha is going like Rabbi Number one, normally when you have Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi Shimon, the halacha follows Rabbi Yehuda. So we should be going like Rabbi Yehuda. That's number one. And number two, we have a stam sasam tana that's in our Mishnah that's going like Rabbi Yehuda. And you're telling me that it's going like Rabbi Not likely. So what is it saying? This halacha of uh, that if you don't have a sheep, then you could just transfer it onto its value. That is going like. Uh, even even Yudah, because rebuth Yudah holds that that the whole mitzvah pet pidiyam pethamor cannot be stricter than hagdish and just like hegdish you could always redeem to its value so to here you could always redeem to its value it's not the din to a sheep that you could transfer onto a sheep is not as a khumrah that only thing that's its value that you can transfer to is a sheep. No, it's a kula that when you want to transfer it to something less than its value then you better provide a sheep. And in fact, based on this, Rav Nachman, we quoted this before, Rav Nachman, B'ed Rav Yosef, he actually redeemed his with uh, cooked greens that he gave to the Kohen, to the value, equal to the value of the, of the donkey. Okay. Rav Shizbi said named Rav Huna, somebody who's redeeming a petach hamar of his friend, so the redemption is podoy. Pidyon of it's a good redemption. I did it even though it doesn't belong to me. I can uh, say to the Kohen, this sheep is for that man's uh, firstborn donkey. And it works. Shiloh the Gemara wanted to know who gets the, uh, the donkey. Does the guy who redeemed don- redeem to get the donkey or does the Bailam get the donkey? Who are we asking this in? If you go with Rup Shimon, the question doesn't even get the first base. Since anyway, it was Muttur Ba'anod to the Bailam before the redemption. So this is illogical to assume that just because I'm redeeming it, I should be entitled to uh, to, to this guy's uh, uh, donkey. It's illogical. But if you go with Rebuta, then the question really can make sense. Since according to Rabyuda, he there's nothing he could do with the donkey in the meantime. So therefore, when I redeem it, I'm enabling it to be able to be used. So it should be very similar to Hagdish. And just like by Hagdish, who gets the Hagdish product? the person who gives the money to redeem it, then he gets the Hagdash product. So that's the same thing over here. Or, that's on the one hand, or on the other hand, you say, look, since, after all, since the person who owns the donkey would redeem it onto a sheep, he'd be entitled to the overage, the, uh, the advantage and value that exists in the donkey over the sheep. So, um, uh, therefore, it's very different than hagdish, and therefore, in fact, it goes to the pilot. Bottom line is, Rav Nachman brought a raya. Somebody steals a petach of his friend. He has to pay kefal to the bialim, even though right now uh, he doesn't have anything, any benefit from this donkey. But he will have benefit when he redeems it on the sheep. So, therefore, you still are of kefal. Now, obviously, this quote can't be going in Rav Shimon because he does have the be- full benefit of the. Of the donkey now because it's not Osirban, no. so clearly it's going in rebuyuda and and Rebihuda is obviously not comparing it to hagdish because if it's compared to hagdish, then it should be excluded from kefil because all hagdish you're not of kefil. If I steal from hagdish product, I don't owe them double as a as a thief. Okay, so that's the raya and that's the end of the story. Next topic was um, we had a few. We had uh, some uh, a donkey that did give birth before, and uh, one did not, and now I don't know which one this is from. So uh, what we do is we separate it onto a sheep, but uh, you don't give the sheep to the coin. And when you're not giving the sheep to the coin, we said that it's also that sheep is subject to the regular denim of Ma'ezer Beymah, where, where I, I gather it into the pen and count off till I get to the 10th animal, and the 10th animal is going to be a korban. Now, um, this halacha, uh, what is it saying? That it's nicholas the deal, this haser. You can't say that it came to the coin's hands because coin it's like either a purchase or a gift. Just like when a coin gets something, any time I transfer five sheep and I sell you the sheep or I gift you the sheep, that doesn't obligate you to give meiser bema. It's only sheep that are born to your flock. When you get ten, then you're obligated to give that as a meiser bema but uh, if it's not born to my flock I'm not chayv so um, if you s- bought it from an outside source and added it it's not, no, not that's enough. nothing to do that's exactly what we're saying lukroch or, or matana is not chayv in meiser baim. meiser baim are born to you so that's new year, it's born to you and you have 10 animals or at least so then you're going to have a chayv to count them off and give one, you know, the tenth one, whichever lands on number ten, that's the one that's given to the base of the migdash as a korban maaser Got it? Of course, it's not given. You get give a lot of good par- good portion of it. You're able to eat, but anyway. So obviously, we're talking about over here uh, a regular Yisrael that happened to have ten suffic petre chamorim in his uh, house that he has to separate ten. Sheep for and those ten sheep he's gonna take miser on, and the rest of them are his to to do it as he pleases. He doesn't give any of them to the kohen. Now this supports Rav Nachman who says uh, Rav Nachman says the name When you have a Yisrael that a ten sabbic pitri um you separate ten sheep, you do Meiser, Meiser beima, and he keeps them. Now, once we quoted this Rav Nachman the name we saw two different quotes on the same you know similar vein one one uh, to each other. What are, what, are, what are the two quotes? One alocha that Rav Nachman said is that if you have Yisrael that has ten vadei Pitre chamorah, but he didn't get it from himself, he harshened it, he inherited it from who? From his grandfather who was a Kohen, who in turn inherited it from his grandfather who was Yisrael. Nevertheless, he separates the ten sheep on it, but he doesn't have to give, and he's just going to give miser, but he doesn't have to give those sheep to the coin, because after all, who did he inherit it from? A grandfather coin, okay? So, um, next, uh, the next halacha was that you had a similar story, you have a, a person who has 10 uh, piles of grain that were already smoothed over, uh, that are teva, that were never, the tads were not taken, And he got that Biyarusha from his grandfather, who was a Kohen, who got that Biyarusha from his grandfather, who was Yisrael. Anyway, the bottom line is, is that uh, you do not have to separate the taz. Uh, I mean, you separate it, but you get to, um, it's yours, uh, it's your property. You don't have, you can't eat the Trumas Meiser, obviously, but it's yours to sell to a Kohen and, and profit from. Now, the question is, why do we have to talk about both cases? The answer is is that if it were just in case A, so um, these firstborn donkeys are already separated, so there's uh, the caduce is already there, and it wasn't the end of the coin. Maybe that's, maybe so it's as if it's a done deal, as opposed to by the Matanos. I never separated the Matonos, so it's like, even though it, w- it passed through the end of a coin, but the, the Meister was never taken out trumas weren't taken out from it, so maybe not, or on the other hand, over there at least the trumas in the mat, in the thing, over here, the Kedush has to be transferred onto a sheep, so maybe that's worse so that's why in both cases you have to know that since it went, at one point it belonged to the hands of a coin the chiyuv to the grandson that's not a coin, is is not obligated to give it, it took us to the next thing, which is Rav Shmuel, Bar Nasa, said the name of when you buy taval, that is Already smoothed over from a gentile, the halacha is that you take the meiser, but you get to keep that meiser. Now the question, interesting halacha, and the question is, who's the one who smoothed it over? If the gentile is the one that smoothed it over, so then it's anyway not chayv because it's not the gancha. So you're the one who smoothed it over, and it belonged to the gentile. It meaning it was like a Jewish sharecropper uh, situation where it would belong to the gentile The, meiser, the halacha is, is that the gentile is. Um, not, his ownership doesn't free it from the obligation of miser miser is still obligated you did the smoothing over so therefore it actually is chayiv and the reason why I get to keep it is because he can argue to a Cohen says that look who did, whose property is this right now belongs to a, a gentile, is, gentile give, is this gentile giving any of the tithes no, he's definitely not giving any of the tithes. So since he's not giving any tithes, I'm also not going to give the tithes. Okay, I'm not. I'm not. Uh, I don't have to be. You anyway weren't going to get it. I'm not taking away from you something that you weren't going to get. any that you were going to were. You were anyway not going to get it. So it's not like it's a loss to you. All right, brings us to then once we introduce that principle, so that brought us to an interesting question. Um, we talked about a case where I give my fruit over to a uh, to a Samaritan or Yama Oretz, and I uh, to watch, and I come back a day later, and I ask for it back. I can assume that the fruit that I gave is exactly the fruit that I got back, and because that, because of that, if I had typed it in advance or if it wasn't shemitah product, I can assume that it's perfectly permissible, the same as I gave it to him. However, when it comes to a Gentile. It's One opinion is that it's um, that it's for sure switched, and whatever the fruit of the Gentile would be, if that's what these fruit are, and they're forbidden, uh, you've got to take off all the tithes. And according to Rib Shimon, it's Demai, meaning it's a suffix. We're not sure whether it's the same fruit or not, and therefore, when in doubt, we've got to take tithes just in case. Now, Reb Elazar says, everyone says you're gonna have. To, even Reb Shimon says you have to separate. The question is, do you have to give that which you separate to the coin or You can keep it. Tanakama says you. He definitely switched it, and therefore you better give it. According to Reb Shimon, he says maybe he he didn't touch it, and therefore you don't have to give it. Now the question is, Rav is saying this over? So Rabbi says, sounds like that it's only because there's a doubt. Let's say we knew for sure that he switched it. The Gentile switched it for his own stuff. Now, you have to give off the tithes. Why do I have to give off the tithes? Didn't we learn before that since I'm getting it from the Gentile, I don't have to be as str- strict as you anyway weren't going to get it. That's the logic that we saw before. So it doesn't fit in with Rav Shmuel's statement from before. So the Gemara answers, um, good question. Maybe we make a distinction between Truma Gidola and Truma Smeise. So he says, you know what? You're right. There is such a distinction. By true you always have to separate it. And that's what that quote that we just quoted about the fruit was talking about, true You have to for sure give it the true When it comes to true magdolo, there's a special leniency. It's based on the Pasuk. The Pasuk says, by true magdolo, it says that uh, the Levi gets it, which means the tevel that you get from a Jew, that's what you have to give it to true if you got it from a gentile, you don't have to separate the trumas meiser. You can get to keep it. So that's where there's a special leniency, and that's what the first halacha was talking about, uh, Rav Shmuel's halacha. It's referring specifically to trumas meiser, and that was the end of that discussion. We last piece that we learned before the Mishnah was the um, we said that if the if the animal dies, then the then then um, then you can benefit from the sheep. Now the question is. Or who, who, by whom was the sheep when it died? If it was already given to the Cohen, so, uh, it's obvious. It already belongs to the coin, he can do with it what he pleases. That's too obvious. It's his money. What are you saying? It, it died before you gave it to the Cohen, And now the Cohen can benefit from it? That's also obvious. Because So the Gemara says it's not so obvious. Maybe since it didn't get to his hands, it's like he never got it yet and it's like it hasn't been redeemed, that's why I have to tell you, no, that the moment that you do separate it, it's already as if it's in the hands of the coin, and that is the bottom line, and that is where we left off yesterday, on the top of the page.